Gundam, I hardly know him, the book club style podcast, where each week, that's right, baby, every single week, never missed, ever, we discuss an entry into the Gundam franchise. Uh, today, we are uh, doing episode 6 of season 10, so we're going to talk about episodes 36 through 42 of Mobile Gundam G Fighter, Mobile Gundam, Mobile Fighter. G Gundam. Sorry, I don't have anything written down. This is all off the dome. Michael? What? Are you drunk? Yeah. Michael, is that two cases of beer I see in the background of your camera? Michael. Is that a wizard tower, Michael? Michael. How you long can't have be you drinking that much alcohol in a In order night. to accumulate that, you must have started at what? 3 p.m. I'm just going Pacific through standard I'm just, time. I'm just going through my drunk podcasting face. Alright, alright, <laughs> so respect it's, it's my free. guy. <laughs> My name is Michael, and I am joined by two humans who love to fight on an island <laughs> for their own safety and future uh, of the humanity. Uh, we got Alex. Hey, Alex, how's it going? I only I only show emotion through my fist. Holy shit! That's cool, Alex. <laughs> That's, That's cool. not toxic masculinity at all. <laughs> And the other uh, lovely voice you're hearing is Simon. Hey, Simon. I like to fight on an island in which there starts are about, give or take, 150 other islanders mm-hmm. or 149 other islanders. And we all enter the island via a plane. Um, we have appropriate safety precautions in place, like a parachute, for example. And when I fight, I like, like scattered around the island, there's... Um, these chests that could possibly contain a plethora of different mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, personal upgrades, yep. firearms, armor, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and while I'm fighting on this island, typically uh, I'm kind of restrained to a certain region of the island. If I go mm. out of that region, I start to feel I start to feel very sick. I start to feel really unwell, yeah. so that incentivizes me to stay within this region, which thus will bring me much closer to the other islanders mm-hmm. who have also been pillaging the goods from the island, just as I have. And and quite wait, frankly, and Simon, how, only how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I'm the only way I can survive is just to just to beat out every single person that I fucking lay eyes eyes on. Simon, how long does these fights normally take? They take around 20 minutes and I usually lose them. <laughs> but sometimes if I am fighting with a stranger or a friend, we win them. Let's go. Let's go. Let's fucking I, go, I took part in fights like this, but it took about, about two weeks for mine. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, I just wanted to talk a little bit about how I fight my personal demons using a battle royale format. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to talk about G Gundam. Yeah. It's like, uh, much more interesting than, uh, there's much less, um, participants in the fight and Mm -hmm. the, the participants are much, much larger. So Um, yeah, we're going to get to that eventually, but it does seem like they just placed about, 10, 10 bros on the island. 
10 bros like t- 10 10 10 or 11 bros about 10 bros dropped yeah, yeah on the island there was no loot boxes yeah no they loot kind boxes. of just dropped with i mean there was, was kind of a loot box just not for the people on the island what was the loot box my that dear was, friend alex that was a large giant robot that tried to kill everyone and you would that's, call that a loot box that's like the <laughs> I opposite call that a loot of a box loot box for the enemy that's like one of those Dark Souls loot boxes that try to kill you when you try to open it. It's a loot box. It's just not a loot box for the good guys. I suppose so. Um, but I wish that I could just be taken into the ground by Dark Gundam. <laughs> I just want to be held re-emerge. by Dark Gundam like Dark Gundam the holds way, the other The Gundams. way that Dark Gundam holds the pe- its victims... <laughs> I bet it feels like kind of good for a little oh, bit, yeah. and then it's like excruciatingly painful. But it, I bet for that split second, it feels like you're just being spooned by the metallic by just um, by HDMI cables. Yeah, I fucking <laughs> wish. I want to just be like, I want to be surrounded by, by an Ethernet cable, yeah. of course. <laughs> How's everybody doing this week? Good. Are we ready to um, talk about Gundam? I mean, come on. The energy behind I, that, I, it was shit, Alex. Come on. Um, Good. You're good? I've been feeling my belly's been upset all the last two days. Oh, I've, I've we don't always have a tummy ache. Wah, it's, wah, it's, wah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. I had to cancel my doctor's appointment because I had a tummy ache. I've been feeling... You canceled okay. your appointment <laughs> for the person that is the most knowledgeable in your life about bodily functions because... Whoa. You had person, an unforeseen bodily function. Well, this person is my is my therapist or a physical therapist. So, unless okay. they, it wasn't my ankle that was hurting, it was my tummy. <laughs> so they can't fix the tummy; they have to fix the ankle. Yeah. Imagine showing up for a physical therapy appointment, and it's like, okay, my so we've been really re- rehabilitating my ankle, but I kind of got a little bit of a tummy ache. So, can we work on that today? <laughs> Simon, what's been going um, on with you? Since last time we spoke, uh, I've got he- head to the grindstone, baby. Gotta um, do it. Just been uh, making stacks of cash, um, investing to make my cash grow, mm-hmm. um, taking risks. Um, I've I've been making plays, and I've been taking names. Holy shit! Um, but what other name, than what, that, what names have you taken? Uh, to name a few, Barack Obama, um, Vin Diesel, uh, Shakira, um, the Zodiac Killer. Wait, so you're telling me you're Ted Cruz's dad now? In a way, um, I have been in communication with him, but I'm not, I'm, he told me not to implicate him on any, uh, social media outlets, but... Other than that, I've been doing pretty good. I um uh I, I I planted some corn. Um, in my backyard, I think that's been the highlight of my past week. Awesome. Yeah, sounds great. Is it corn the only how, thing you how planted? How have you been, Michael? Just to just to wrap up this little trio of of check-ins. Yeah, you know, I think I've been doing pretty well. You know, just this and that. Did you plant any corn? No, I didn't, didn't plant any corn. Alex, my friend, did you plant any corn? No, but I did try to grow corn at an old house a couple years ago. Uh, it didn't work very well, but I made a real right. attempt. 
I'll keep you posted on my corn. I kind of just planted it and let Portland weather water it <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and haven't done much to maintain it. I mean, but... I, it's been just continually raining, so. Yeah. Nope. Gonna... It snowed in Mexico City today. Yeah, I saw that. It's I saw something. It was like six natural disasters happened today alone with like Yosemite flooding. That's fantastic. Like. Yeah, things are really going well. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> I have kind of changed my opinion on natural natural disasters. I want to live out twenty twelve finally. Like that, <laughs> I heard, I read that, and I my first thought was, I don't think six is that many for the size of this country. Like this country or the world, the world. Was it this country or the world? I think the article, the article might have been the world. Either way, like, it seemed like it was a kind of a surprisingly, like, it was a surprising number, yes, but it didn't seem like it was the number, like, holy shit, the world's falling apart. It was just like, oh, today was kind of a bad day. Like, it didn't shock me as, like, outstanding that six happened. Do y'all ever like, think about if Yellowstone blows its load, we're, like, done? Oh, I used to think about that, but no. I, I, I no longer think about that because there's literally nothing I can do about it. And if Yellowstone decides to explode, then it's going to explode and I would die. And that's just kind of it. I also think yeah. that like we're going to have fair warning. Like I think that they can like kind of monitor things. Okay, you a know? couple earthquakes, but by the time it happens, like I've just kind of accepted that there's probably nothing I'm going to do. The fact that I'm living in the Pacific Northwest. But, you know. Also, people have been saying that for years. Like were due for like the big one and it's just like who's saying this like where is it actually originating where's the information coming from it's that proves that happens, we're due it usually happens like once every 800 years and it's been about 800 years but that's a pretty what was big the last region. big one what happened 800 years, years about ago. 800 years a ago a very large earthquake in the in the pacific northwest and but, everyone you know, was probably just chilling but like you know they say 800 ish years like but there's no way it to know. Mean, yeah. It doesn't mean it's going to happen tomorrow. That means that in the next 800 years, probably something will happen. Probably. I mean, I usually take a shit every morning, but if I don't tomorrow, I'm not going to freak the fuck out. I think I'm going to poop my pants. Michael, you should be a meteorologist. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Let's talk, I'd love to talk about Gundam, though. Let's talk about Gundam. So, uh, format change. We're flipping the script, getting all crazy. Um, and if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that this week, unlike previous iterations of the show, I'm taking a back seat. I'm gonna sit back, kick my feet up. I got a mimosa. I got me. I got my stories. Uh, I'm gonna sit in my lazy boy chair. Yeah, um, it's, it's, I got it's, Fraser. It's Michael, summer for Michael. I got Niles. I got uh -huh. Eddie's here. The oh man, space needles behind me. Oh, he's being funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just frasering around. So I'm just I gonna bet sit Daphne. Back. I bet Daphne is sick of the boys. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, it's so great. Oh, you're not. You're not. You can't wait to hear what Frasier says on the show today. It's hilarious. Oh I bet it's like, wait, oh, Niles, according Michael, to my investigation, <laughs> it's you, Frasier, Daphne, Eddie, and. Niles hanging out. Yeah, I'm the dad. Okay. <laughs> I was going to ask, what, what, what part of the family are you Michael taking over Michael is sort now? of the god figure of the group. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I'm Frasier's son who was in like three episodes. Yeah, but like I fucking hate my dad in this universe. <laughs> and I always steal liquor from him. All right, um, so who's up first? What what episode Alex, are you talking about? So Alex took the brunt of this. Um, they did uh, all the even episodes, and I did all yes. the odd episodes. That makes sense. Uh, so because you're a bit of an uh, oddball, Simon. <laughs> I'm so random. Oh my god! The other day, oh my, oh my. The other day, Simon texted me. He just said, uh, "Pirates." <laughs> oh, awesome. Ninjas. Awesome. Oh. <laughs> Ninjas. Uh, numchucks. Oh yeah, I, gotta, I gotta text the Simon. It's just rar. <laughs> XD baby. <laughs> <laughs> all right enough okay. of this i'm out of I'm, that phase i'm gonna apologize now for my summaries of these four episodes that i did you're fine so we'll go in episode 36 i i made a critical error when i was doing these notes i don't have any of the show names written down beginner's oh, mistake that's okay I, I have a I have a list of the okay. episodes pulled up. I got it. Would like I got me. it. I got it. Right. So we're on episode thirty six, I Knight's Pride got him rose stolen. Um, first off, I thought it was kind of fun. Get off. It's uh, George has to fight Dormon now, and mm-hmm. the leaders of Nia France do not want George fighting because why the fuck would you fight Dormon, who is obviously more powerful than you? And the whole goal is to win the whole thing. And apparently, there is another championship after this championship. Did you guys know about this Battle Royale thing? Oh, I heard about it. The, like, the one was, that they I announced thought, about seven-eighths of the way through the first fight. Yeah, I thought this fight was like the tw- this was the final tournament ship, but I guess there's another fight going on. No, they're making this up as they go. Hey, yes. <laughs> Michael, can you tell me what, um, like parameters you have to satisfy in order to qualify for the battle royale you want me to answer that i think it's just plot there's, armor there's, <laughs> Simon, i'm pretty sure it's only one guaranteed way to get into the battle royale and that is to go undefeated according okay. to these rules and everyone else is just like uh you were you seemed like an important character okay yeah Alex. i'm sorry i'm sorry yeah. if you were so, introduced in a previous episode by name you're gonna make it to the <laughs> island, and that's how you know. Yeah, okay, <laughs> pretty much. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention though at the beginning of the, side of the episode, George confronts Dolmon and goes, "I'm gonna show you my Austin secret powerful move before the fight I fight you in." Which you know, why? Just actually, why? People love cool doing move. that to Domon. People love but being why? like, "I'm gonna kick your ass so bad tomorrow with this exact move." He just has—he just has one of those faces, you know. Like everybody yeah. knows somebody like that has one of those faces, and you see this them, is... and you're like, "Oh, I'm gonna show you my ultimate punch." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he does that. He gets told he can't fight. George goes all emo and shit. He's crying in the rain, and then he starts talking to the Rose Gundam. And the Rose Gundam tells him to steal it, which to me sounds like George is going a little bit crazy, but you know, I think you're not there. So he steals the Gundam. Uh, uh, what's your face? The uh, the butler and the princess go to Domon on his little boathouse and goes, hey, we need to find George and the Rose Gundam. Domon goes, I got this, G. Steps outside, summons George who pulled up to fight him. He wanted to have a respectable duel after he forfeited the match. They agreed to fight at sunrise. They have a pretty cool fight. 
the president of is he the president or the king of neo france because i think they say both at some point but the leader of neo france doesn't matter who he is he shows up he wants to stop the fight obviously from happening because you don't want the giant gunner to be destroyed they're fighting through the spirit of fighting the leader of neo france sees that george wants to fight all his best uh george has a super mode as well he becomes all gold it's pretty cool and obviously he loses because it's Dolmon, and that's the end of the episode. Pretty much. I'm surprised that I didn't get into more fights as a kid, considering this is, like, the type of media I consumed. Because <laughs> it's all about just, like, the honor of your fists. And just, like, you, this? you can't figure anything out with somebody until you yeah. beat the shit out of them, or they beat the shit out of you. Like, that's yeah, the only way particular... we can learn and grow. <laughs> These particular set of episodes were 100% like, fuck the best thing. I just kept thinking that. It's like, you must talk with your fist. They can only understand with your fist. Yeah. One in particular was, I really didn't like the way Doman was talking. Um, But we'll get to that later. Anyways, I don't have a whole lot of thoughts on this episode. Doman's kind of just going down the going down the line of all of the people he's fighting for this. I don't final like stretch. George episodes. George episodes are the worst episodes because we have Marie Louise just going George, I, George DeSands, George DeSands, and he's going Marie Louise over and over again. I yeah. I was really to write you off a little bit earlier in this season, but at this point, I 100 agree. Like, yeah. I hope we never have another George centric episode again. I, like, wanted him just to be, like, more of, like, a pretty boy. And just, like, you know, like, not be, like, good at anything in particular, but just, like, take on the role as the pretty boy of the group. Mm, and yeah. he's not really even doing that. No. no. Honestly, like, my opinion, Jim Chippity and George have a, done a huge 180. Chippity rips. This show. Yeah. yeah. I used to hate Chippity. I thought Chippity was shitty and kind no, of annoying. I thought George was cool. And I 100% take those back. Yeah. George is annoying. Chippity's awesome. Yeah. Glad we all Beast. agree. <laughs> George is cringe. I'll say that. I agree. He is kind of cringe. The whole his whole like weird emo breakdown of this episode was pretty fucking cringe. Uh, yeah. yeah, like being honorable is also cringe. Yeah, I've never done an honorable thing in my life. <laughs> I can't contest to this. Uh, I don't have any notes on this one. But I watched this one two weeks ago. Um, yeah. I thought that we were going to record a lot sooner, so I got a head start, it's... and then that did not pay off for this episode. Luckily, it only affected this episode. Yeah. yeah. It but... wasn't much to miss. It was... Want to keep moving? Let's just yep. keep on yeah. keeping on, okay. brother. With G-Gundam especially, just, like, don't be afraid to be, like, this episode, like, yeah. you know, a lot, of, a lot of work went into creating it. Like, I don't mean to discount the amount of frames in this episode, but, like... Just let it um, wash over you like a wave. Yeah, I have lots to say about other things, but not not particularly this episode. Episode 37, Sai Saishi's new attack, Blazing Dragon Gundam. Okay, so now we get a little Sai Saishi time. After baking a beautiful meal and eating shit on his bike, um, Domon starts out by uh, delivering this line in which he says, Think, uh, well, Sai Sai, she bakes Domon and company a meal. And Domon says, thank you for this. I will value this meal greatly. So Sai Sai, she is kind of gassing up Domon a little. He then asks the governor of Neo-China to revive the Shaolin Temple if he wins the Battle Royale. The governor is does not agree to this at this point. He kind of says maybe. After, um... 
then Saisaishi and Domon enter into their fight because uh, at this point they're kind of just going through. They we already did Chibity last episode. We did George. Now we're doing Saisaishi. Um, Domon rips off three of Saisaishi's four limbs during the fight before Saisaishi starts to do this. Um, the most advanced of Shaolin techniques that were thought to have vanished a long time ago in which he does, quote, a kamikaze move, in which I think he's, like, basically gonna explode himself in order to win because he wants to revive the Shaolin Temple um, that much. Uh, Domon counters this with a brand new move that we can all get excited about. <laughs> Burning Finger from the left hand. Who would have um, thought? <laughs> the Stranger. Yeah, in defeat Saisaishi, um, the governor at the end also says if Saisaishi wins the battle royale, then he will uh, revive the Shaolin Temple, which apparently, uh, and this is all Saisaishi is having these like flashbacks to his dad, who like wants to wants all of this to come to fruition. Um, but in this episode, uh, I guess the only thing I was confused about was like I don't really understand what the point of these battles are um it seems like the supporting characters are kind of just getting pwned mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Domon is using his special moves um, so I think this is the group stage of the world cup basically Okay. So, like, you can lose and draw in the group stage of the World Cup. You just have to have enough points at the end of the group stage to move on to this to the single elimination games. Gotcha. I feel like that's kind of what's happening here. But, again, it is... And I'm pretty sure the show is telling this as well. As, the show is telling us this as well, which is the guy, the emperor or, or president or king of Hong Kong, he is making up these rules as he goes and as he sees fit. Because he just wants to make this as like painful of an experience for Domon as possible. The show has not told us that well enough and also has not really fully explained why. Like, what is this guy doing? Because he doesn't seem to be trying to kill Domon, at least from my estimation. I don't know. Yeah, but this was just the Sai Saishi episode. Go ahead, Alex. Michael, that was a beautiful segue into the next episode. Go ahead. Um, that episode name is Domon versus Agro, Charging Bolt Gundam. And if you saw the Instagram earlier, I posted, I tweeted some, oh, I posted a story about this. Literally, it's the sexiest fight on all of G Gundam history. Yes. We got in one ring. We got, we got my personal favorite person ever, Alan B. He's the leader of the, of the show, Domon. In the other corner of two of the hottest men in the Gundam franchise universe. We got Andrew, Lumberjack Gundam versus Argo and and Argo, not versus sorry, and Argo the uh, Russian Gundam. I bear forgot what the actual team, name is. Bear team, bear they team, bear team, bears, bear team. <laughs> and we learn a little bit more of what Wong, Mister Wong, President Wong, whatever the name is, wants to do, and he wants to find the ultimate fighter. Doesn't matter whatever fucking reason we're gonna do it. We're going to find the ultimate rider, fighter. So, yeah. We got Dolmon and Alan B versus Graham and Andrew. We see 
This is the first time we've seen someone not show Dolmen their special power intentionally. Mm-hmm. Because we do see it. It is the Gaia, Mega Gaia attack, something along those lines. Um, and it basically is an Earthbender. He's using it because he's in a fight with Andrew earlier in the episode, which was, right? It was Andrew he was fighting? Uh, Argo and Andrew were fighting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like the very beginning of the episode, we see this ultimate Gaia move, which is pretty fucking cool. He just changes the entire landscape. So we got this going on. We got them getting money for that. Um, but in the background, we got Wong doing some bullshit. We cut to him, and he has Dr. Bellinum, who is the creator and inventor of the Berserk system, which is the system that Sweden used on Allenby to make her go all crazy. And Mr. Wong's plan is to use that on Allenby to make her the ultimate fighter. He's given up on Dolman. He sees that Mr. A- uh, Master Asia still prefers Dolman as the ultimate fighter. And he he's against Master Asia as well. I don't really know what his plan is to going against the strongest, quote-unquote, strongest Gundam fighter is, but that's bad guys being bad guys. So, yeah, he just straps Dr. Bellum to the chair and just electrocutes and tortures the fuck out of him. So then we also find out that Andrew still doesn't believe that Argo saved his wife or tried to save his wife. So he's like, Argo is bad. He's planning on fucking up Argo in the fight because he has to get revenge. It's stupid. Um, so we get to the fight. First thing, uh, pretty much Argo... Kind of separates the two of them, so Argo and Dolman could have their fight. Dolman obviously wins. Wong shoots Allen B with the Berserker way. She goes crazy, and she shoves her hand straight into uh, Andrews, the Lumberjack Jack Gundam's Gundam. He explodes. The episode ends. We got might be biggest betrayal we've seen yet. Pretty crazy stuff. We got Andrew back, which is always a plus. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't say this... a lot in this episode. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. But he doesn't need to say a lot. He speaks with his eyes. Uh, he speaks, he speaks with yeah. his beanie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a key thing that I totally forgot to mention is Alan B. After Argo and Dolma finished their fight, Alan B. comes out of nowhere in her berserk mode and tries to kill Argo because he is Dolma's enemy. But Andrew, who has now seen a change of heart after hearing Argo say he'd rather sacrifice himself to save his friends, realizes that Argo is actually a good guy, jumps in front of Argo and puts sacrifices himself for Argo's sake. What what do you all think the, that Wong like wanted to accomplish with this fight? Like like how did he see this going? It, exactly how it went. Maybe just like a group weakening, you know? Like, I can weaken two people by pinning them against each other, or I can weaken four people by pinning them against each other. Because Wong knows that he has this battle royale on the horizon. Yeah. Mm. He clearly wants Dolmon dead. And I think at this point is... (laughs) Yes, it seems at this point is much more of kind of a direct fuck you to uh, Master Asia, who has been trying to support Dolmon low-key this entire time. Mm-hmm. And it, like, his goal is to kill Dolan, but also his goal is to create his ultimate fighter, and it's Alan B. Which, again, is just to hurt Dolan. Like, you could chose anyone else 
Yeah, I don't know. The the plan doesn't track for me because like let's say somebody wanted Simon dead. They like were like, oh, I'll make Simon fight Michael and Alex. Like we'd be like, oh, we'll beat him up, but we're not gonna kill him. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to Maybe me. Maybe he's like acquiring like data for their fighting styles that then he can feed into the Dark Gundam or something, well, you know? I, I think I think the goal was that if Dolman had lost, he would have said Dolman is no longer allowed to fight in the final battle. He was trying to eliminate him in any undercanded way he could. I guess so. Yeah. I think he does want Domon to, like, have this, like, heroic end, though, you know? Like, I, I think he does want Domon to be in the Battle Royale, but just to be, like, embarrassed publicly uh, by his defeat for some Master reason. Master Asia or Wong? Wong. I don't believe. I think Wong just wants the fight as an easy Domon is strictly the challenge. I think Master Asia wants Domon to go to that final and to be beat it, humili- he wanted to be humiliated. Mm-hmm. Perhaps, perhaps. I was thinking well, more that, like, their plan is to slowly like drive him to the point of like accepting the dark Gundam like push him past his limits or something to where he like disassociates and kind of loses the honorable side of himself so that he takes his place as like the pilot of the dark Gundam I I don't know that's like the only way he can like exercise more power is by like mm-hmm. turning to this dark side kind of like yeah. that whole anakin yeah. timeline it but, definitely seems a part of it yeah but then there's an allen b wrench that's thrown into it later which we can discuss but yeah mr wong does not track to me as having a, a viable plan and no, this episode he, was a uh, key is like i i, just, I think he's dumb as shit <laughs> yeah yeah like he absolutely <laughs> is it's also, if he doesn't want Dolman fighting in this champion, just say he's no longer the fight. He's making up every other fucking rule to begin with. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Also, Man. seems like he has all the power. I feel like at any point he could probably just kill him. Like, just like yeah. he has a bunch of guys with guns or something. They clearly <laughs> don't care that much. Just blow up the houseboat when he's asleep. It can't be that difficult. Yeah, he's living in a houseboat. Just sink the, the sink the thing. It's a little fire and the houseboat's gonna go down. <laughs> yeah. But then you like, kill all of the likable children and old man. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Simon, did you say the children are likable? Yeah, that's weird. I mean, these children aren't getting a whole lot of screen time. The children are pretty likable. They're just smart asses every time they show up on screen, and I appreciate that so much. Yeah. All right. Simon, episode go. What? Do episode it. 39, the ultimate attack duel with Master Asia. Huh? Wong reveals that Schwartz and Domon will be the final fight in the Battle Royale, or I guess this precursor to the Battle Royale. Andrew and Allenby, after their fight, are brought to a nearby hospital um to tend to their injuries but alan b ends up not being at the hospital domon flips shit and like blames rain exclusively for this because of a comment that he made to her where he was like hey watch out where he goes he is so mean up to the point where he actually like pushes rain down i was not a domon fan at this um he storms off and he finds master asia's horse who brings him to an island on a boat uh, where he starts to fight Master Asia. But he actually ends up fighting um, a Gundam head together, which seemed to be popping up. And they like fall into some ruins below the island. 
they complete a short co-op puzzle platformer and eventually escape by punching a building out of the way. This is when it is revealed that an actual horse operates the horse Gundam. Did you all pick up on that? Yes. Yes. The bulk of my notes are about the horse. I have been waiting to talk about this all fucking day. Um, so, uh... And that Domon somehow acquired the school of the undefeated of the East ultimate secret technique, a.k.a. Uh, Sekia Tenkoyakin or something along those lines. But I think Master Asia's horse is kind of the shining star of this episode. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Only important um, thing that happened. Yeah. yeah. Like... Do you think, okay, by this, by this logic... Do you think other animals will be able to operate a Gundam? Like, if I put my cat Eric inside of a Gundam, would the whole latex, like, skin wrap thing happen to Absolutely. him? And then he would just have complete yeah. control of it? Mo-cap. We saw it happen to the horse. It could happen to a cat. Does the Gundam need to be shaped like a cat? Mo-cat. That's I funny. would argue yes. The more important question, is, we don't have an answer to this, is the Zeus Gundam chariot, is that controlled by a horse as well? Yeah, does I was wondering the exact same thing. Is there a horse Gundam? Is there a horse in every horse Gundam? Also, why does Master Asia get to compete with two Gundams then? Like, can the horse Gundam does it have weapons? Can it do actual attacks? Is it just a horse? Is it just a giant robot horse? Like, I think it's just a giant robot horse. And at which point I'm like, what's the point? Just why yeah, exactly. fly? You, you think fly. boat Gundam? Is piloted by a boat? Yeah, most certainly. hundred percent. Do you think that like for the guns that they have actual like guns inside Gun. the Gundam? The Gundam. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, basically, this also this episode also has some backstory on Domon and Master Asia, where at a point during the training, Domon was surrounded by a pack of wolves, and Master Asia uses this move. Uh, in which he special summons a hand out of nowhere, and the hand just kind of like palms all of the enemies around him. Um, but uh, Master Asia is not the most supportive mentor, and repeatedly insults Domon's inability to do all of these special moves throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do like kind of declare a temporary truce between them as they're going through these like city ruins um beneath this island uh and you they're, they're they're talking a little bit about just like uh catching up and rehashing old times but uh yeah this episode i think mostly is just to keep master asia in the show their relationship is really fucking weird and like i I just don't understand how in this vulnerable state, Domon just doesn't kick the shit out of him after all the things that he's done. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he... Isn't Master Asia kind of dying? He's been coughing a bunch and stuff. COVID. Like, if yeah. there's a time to kill him, it's right now. Master Asia has COVID-19. That is so Confirmed. beyond fucked. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Excuse me. Speaking okay. of, holy shit. Yeah, okay. Okay. We're going to start calling you Master Asia. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's like Domon still has this undying respect for Master Asia. Like, in fact, during this episode, he like stammers and accidentally calls him Master at some point. So, mm-hmm. like, I think Domon is just so brainwashed by like the what's it called the 
school of oh. the east or whatever um school of the east secret technique something yeah, something but domon's really drinking master h's kool-aid and i don't really understand why because master h is kind of just a dick to him and like tells him how weak he is all the time but i think domon kind of likes that shit because uh he's usually the one delivering those lines but a bit of a mac a mac yeah domon's a sick little fuck but we <laughs> we keep him around uh my other note for this episode is rain should leave domon foreshadowing <laughs> and rain does leave domon kinda <laughs> um i think in this episode rain declares that she's uh leaving the neo japan like f1 pit crew team yeah yeah she's gonna go, um, over, she's gonna go over to mercedes yeah, yeah, it's gonna be in season two of uh, Netflix Cars or whatever the fuck <laughs> that show's called. Um, but yeah, Domon is like particularly horrible to Rain. Um, like, in this get, episode, he's upset Alan B got kidnapped and he did ask her to like to not watch her. But he was a total fucking dick. I just don't think there's any coming back from this. Like he obviously, like I don't think he would react the same way if Alan B lost track of Rain. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, all I'm saying is that there's no way that they'll come back from this. Like, it's not possible. All I'm saying is Rain is definitely gone for good at this point. Yeah, like will Rain. You put it on, will you put it on a sandwich? Alex, I've no. learned my lesson. I'm never <laughs> wedding <laughs> shit. On a Christian, what I need him at. <laughs> um. Anyways, uh, with that, do you want to take a little break? Let's uh take a little break. I I need to pee pee. I got. Okay. That's why Ross told Rachel that they were on a break. Ross just had to go, uh, pee, had to go pee, pee so yeah. bad. He's like, we're going to take a break so I can pee. And then things, go, like, things oh went awry. All right, well, Simon, if you're if you're setting off the break, I'm bringing us back. Yeah, that felt weird, right? Yeah. Michael, you're not here. This is our show now. Yeah. I'm right. just a passenger. All right, well, I'll see you later. I'm going to go pee pee. Yeah, I got to go pee as well. Bye. <laughs> And we're back. We're doing this. I brought us back. I I, I haven't done this. This Let's is your record. It's a little weird. It feels weird. Let's go. It's, way, it's yeah. way easier to send it to break than it is to bring it back because it just feels abrupt. You're like, oh, we're back. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was I, got, ju- I was in the middle of pissing. <laughs> I got a little loud there. Um, so I was thinking about things, and I went back from break. You know, I started off this show saying I had some crazy hot takes I'd bring out, and I've been pretty cold this season. Mm-hmm. But I have a I have a theory. I have a hot take. I have a Is this like a fan theory? This is a I'm a fan of the show, so yes. Alright, Alex. <laughs> let's hear your fan theory. Yeah, yeah. So let's put this on we can all let's agree. bookmark this under fan theories. Yeah, I'm filing <laughs> so, this under fan theory. <laughs> so we can all agree that Wong is one of the worst people on this show. Just just, just like just objectively, dumb, yes. Objectively just a bad villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And we can agree that one of the best people on this show is the narrator at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, the announcer. He he rules. The announcer. No twins. They have very similar body structures, very similar hair when you're talking about cartoons. Okay. Those are usually big indicators that they're related. They're twins. It's it's the theory. They're like two sides to the same coin. Like one of them is moving the show along and the other one is trying to screech it to a halt. <laughs> so so why do you, so think, you think the narrator the last episode why do the announcer just gonna like, knows everything? <laughs> the, the announcer's my brother. Just, yeah, he's just gonna be like in the whole time. That was my bro. Like <laughs> No, we're gonna find. I will find more supporting evidence to the to something I thought of while watching the show today. Interesting, they have to Alex. Be, like I they mean, have, they have the same shade color hair, like very similar face structures. One's doing sunglasses, one not, so we can't compare eye colors. I haven't. I'm not. I don't have enough care in my life to try and see if they're very similar heights. I bet. I'm going to bet that they're probably the same height, if not. <laughs> Very using similar, a stool which is, as a which is, like a reference point yes people do <laughs> and, and, this and, and, and like talking about <laughs> and when we're talking about cartoons those comparisons are usually the best comparisons we have to say someone is related or not all right i'll i'll accept your theory we'll see, we'll see how this progresses i support the theory i, I don't agree i mean i'm with gonna it. be looking for more clues yeah. like maybe in the background of one of the shots you'll see like the folded suit of the announcer like in wong's bedroom or something like oh, that no, that would be that would be they're the same person or maybe Oops. they're lovers <laughs> oh i like that <laughs> are we lovers and twins or just lovers <laughs> fuck it um... fuck it they're both <laughs> Fuck it, they're both, and they're also the same person. Um, <laughs> no, okay, um, that's a good fan theory, Alex. I respect. This is that. gonna lead to my one of my most favorite questions to ask. I've not asked. I, I know I've talked to Michael about this some point in our long friendship. I've not asked you about this before, Simon. Uh oh. But this is a two part question. First and foremost, would you fuck your clone? No. Second question, is that masturbation or is that gay sex? It's gay sex. Why? Because. You're fucking yourself, that's masturbation. Yeah, but you're like. I don't think of a clone, I mean, I know you didn't ask me this, but I don't think of a clone as yourself. Yeah, you're fucking another corporeal form. I think a clone like, has that's a soul. not attached to you. Like, masturbation, I like, I, it's like you're, you're pleasuring yourself and it's all coming from you even if you're holding some sort of toy it's like that toy is just an extension of you but like if it's your clone it's like you can like close your eyes and like you know it could be anyone right but i would not have sex with my clone i barely have sex period (laughs) (laughs) well it's not because you don't share consciousness with your clone if you and your clone went separate yeah. directions, you wouldn't see all the things your clone does. If I went north and my clone went south, I wouldn't know what my clone's experienced. So at that point, we're two different people having two different experiences. Okay. So, Tying that hey. back to the sex question, like you're having two different sexual experiences, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't know what's going on in your clone's mind. Yeah. Unless it's there. like, I mean, you probably have a pretty good idea because it's you, but like I, you, you you inherently kind of assume two different roles in it. Like you can't have identical like sexual positions during intercourse. Mm. 
is basically what I'm trying to say. That's Schrodinger sex. Yeah. I think it would probably be one of the, I would definitely. I imagine it'd probably be one of the better sexual experiences because you know everything you like. Yeah. So you'd be able to do that for yourself. Yeah, I think my clone would look at me and be like, do you want to go play Skate 3 <laughs> instead of having sex? And I'd be like, I would love then, that. <laughs> the second, the new question that I, I just thought of is, uh, what if, let's say, like in D and D, there's a spell called Simulacrum, where you create a magical copy of yourself. Okay. Is that a clone of yourself, or is that just a second copy of you? And then, in that sense, would having sex with a Simulacrum of yourself is that masturbation I consider, or not? I mean, this raises a bunch of questions on like what is conscious, like human consciousness. Mm-hmm. Like, is it like your individual experience, or is it like? Can can like two things have simultaneously like have the same conscience just because they're like you know firing the same brain functions? But I don't know. I kind of consider a clone like another organism that just shares my DNA, you know, but like is also capable of having unique thoughts. Where it sounds like the spell is kind of like it it is having the same thoughts as you my head canon is that if you tried to have sex you would merge back yeah into like a human centipede sort of deal yeah that's just like the kind of monkey paw like part of that spell it's like all all you want to do is fuck yourself but you can't like yeah oh that'd be funny yeah like it's like oh you're gonna do that you filthy animal spells over bitch yeah exactly exactly abstinence if you would have abstained from sexual intercourse the spell could have lasted longer i also don't Um, i also don't think that having sex with yourself is like the ideal scenario because you know you like yeah like the idea like yeah like masturbation accomplishes that i think plenty for me because i know (laughs) what i like you know but like um yeah i mean one day, I guess, maybe in our lifetimes, we'll be posed with this actual question mm-hmm. in real life. Um, but I dread that day. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for always bringing the the intellect to the table, Alex. <laughs> Sorry, I, I I had no actual plans of talking about this today. It was just no. Sometimes Michael's... it just comes up. It, yeah. Yeah. Um. But after the break, traditionally, I mean, like that was kind of like a cold open to like kind of a group question. But Michael, yeah. You were stating earlier that you might have had a group question for uh, the two of us, hopefully the three of us, that we can maybe um, have a bit of discourse about, if you don't mind. I do have a group question, which I was thinking about before the show. However, this may have already come up, and if it has, I apologize. We can swiftly move on to a different question. Yeah, I'm going to tell you to shut the fuck up if it does, and I'm going to be angry for the rest of the episode. When thinking about group questions, I, I simply have one rule. No ne- okay. no negative questions. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. I, know uh, you- I, thought my, I thought your rule was to make Simon upset. Well, yeah, that would be ideal. Yeah. In an ideal world, what- I would drive yeah. S- yeah. Simon to uh, embracing <laughs> the darkness and uh, eventually piloting uh, a Subaru. <laughs> I would Dark Subaru. Devil Subaru. Dark Subaru! <laughs> Dark Subaru in the colors of a uh, Miller Highlight. Ugh. Yeah. I want dark Subaru. But my my also, my question is, what is your ideal food day? So like, this question has not come up, Michael. Okay. 
So like no, that, that did not. So like the best breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and like snacks in between. Yeah, like you can think of. Like and this can be from anywhere, uh, any foods from that you've had anywhere in the world. Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, but like also, yes. also it, you will feel the effects of the food, so it won't. Okay, it won't yeah, be you like, can't just eat an infinite amount of food. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Easily, breakfast for me is a. I don't know the name of, in Japanese. It's basically a chicken and egg rice bowl. It's a it's a fried what? piece of chicken with a raw egg over rice and soy sauce it's super good that's my breakfast okay um but lunch ideal lunch is probably like just a really good hoagie like a good deli sandwich like i love a deli sandwich a good salami and swiss and ham and like you know okay. all the good fixing that's particularly Where, where's the sandwich from oh the sandwich is from uh deli and in this place i went to school college in it's called Old World Deli. Mm-hmm. It was in Corvallis. I'm going to say the name of the restaurant. You're going to be able to look it up regardless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite. It was a cheap sandwich. Like They had a great lunch. It was a sandwich and a half a sandwich, a bowl of chili for like five bucks. Which is my favorite sandwich place. And I haven't been able to find a sandwich that like, kind of like fits that like old deli style sandwich. that just hits it the same way. Mm-hmm. And then for dinner. Fuck. Um. Chicken fried steak. I don't really care where it's from. Chicken fried steak. Best food on the planet. Hands down. Wow. A nice. I, I'm a, I feel like I describe what my final meal would be if I'm being executed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> essentially what it is. Do you, uh, any other like things you'd like to fit in? Like a beverage of some sort from somewhere or ice yeah, cream? Like or... A good, a good like food day would probably include like. A, a, a definitely a good coffee of some sort. Mm-hmm. Either it's like a maybe a maybe a, like a latte or like a a drink, or it could just be like a good pour over. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a milk tea or two because it's one of my favorite things. Um, what else? A, a good solid piece of like chocolate silk. No, 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 no. I take that back. Like my dessert, hundred percent is. An Oral Grey cupcake. I made these. I made these a couple of times with like a super good French marine mm-hmm. buttercream frosting. That'd have to be there somewhere about mm, that day. That sounds great. Um. All right, Simon, your ideal food day. Um, breakfast would be making banana pancakes at home and watching cartoons and making coffee that never runs out. Um, so you get all hyped on that. At this point, we open up the 30 rack of PBR, (laughs) which will be, which we will be wheeling around in a wagon with us for the remainder of the day for lunch. Yeah. I'm kind of with Alex. Just like go to Wawa. Like, I don't give a shit. Like I like, I like that is the best, like, that is the consistently, like, best lunch. Because, like, you can treat lunch as lunch, or you can treat it as, like, dinner junior, right? And, like, I feel like that's, like, treating it like lunch. And all of these meals are eaten outside. For me, like, mm-hmm. I haven't, I can't, like, recount, like, the best meal I've had, but I've had the best setting in which I've consumed a meal. Yeah. Um, I agree with that a lot Because, like, like, food, like, I, I don't, like, I can't. I mean, I can get excited about a lot of things in life, but, like, food, I'm not, like, 
a fucking like you know those like people on like cooking shows that are like nutting over like the like i don't know just like flavors and shit like i like know what i like and i know it tastes good but it's like it i that is so separate from like the emotions that i'm feeling just from the setting that i'm consuming it in the people that i'm around um so yeah and then for dinner honestly a burrito azteca like just like big burrito and the sun is going down and it's like sunset time and it's a place where you can see like a picnic table on a hill in a park where you can see the sun going down and it's warm out and um yeah and like that's a very attainable best meal but like I don't know. I think I'd be too in my head if I was like, oh, and then I go to like a five star like dinner and like, oh, I like have this like very, you know, fancy lunch. Like I just I'm pretty easy to please food wise, to be completely frank. I feel like an ideal food day is probably like all your favorite comfort foods. Yeah, I also like, don't have any restaurants that I'm, like, really ride or die on, except for, like, Burrito Azteca, but, like, I'm ride or die on Burrito Azteca because, like, it is consistently, like, the best, like, average burrito. It's not the best burrito I've had in my whole life, but, like, I know what I'm getting and I know that I like it, which is why I put it on such a pedestal, you know? Um, But, yeah, that's my ideal food day. I had Burrito Azteca the other night. I biked there. Um... And I like they there's a deal that they have there where you can get like a beer, a burrito and chips and salsa for like thirteen dollars. Yeah. Remember, we saw the deal that one time yeah. and we we're like, that deal's way too good to pass up. I so I finally did it and they like delivered on it like it's real. And I just like sat out front and just like it was like dumping rain and I was just like sitting out there in the rain. But it like I had covered seating and that was like the most happy I've been in a minute. Just like I was all alone and I like was just like. Yeah, it was so nice. It's a Simon and their burrito. Like Yeah, like what? and I was all yeah, it was so like I was on a corner table too, so I had no one to my left. I was just like on the edge and I was just like watching cars go by. It was so like I was so happy in that moment. And then I had to bike home in the rain. But it wasn't even that bad. Nice. I love the rest of my burrito in Michael's fridge last time we hung out from Burrito Azteca. That's true, you did. And I was almost home, and I almost went back at, like, 1 in the morning for that burrito. Yeah, they make pretty was... good food. How about you, Michael? Uh, Yeah, my ideal food day. Um, Man, this can be, like, so different depending on the day, like, how you're feeling. I think today I'm starting with a yeah. diner breakfast from a place called Cozy Table in Bloomington, Indiana. Uh, okay. If you ever drive through Bloomington, Indiana, listeners, go to Cozy Table. It's a Greek diner. Um, it's incredible. They Greek? Have, yeah, they have these incredible uh, breakfast plates, uh, just like full to the brim with all of the things you want for breakfast. And then like they like ask you if you want a side of toast or pancakes. And then like you're like, oh, I'll take pancakes. Obviously, toast Obviously. is like sucks compared to pancakes yeah worse and pancakes. like you're thinking because they're they're comparing it like to toast it's gonna be like some shitty pancakes but it's massive delicious buttermilk pancakes as the side and it's so wow. good and it's just always great um i love it so much it's like my favorite breakfast uh for lunch i'm gonna go to wallace station in midway kentucky um just like a little sandwich place 
uh, kind of like out in the horse country, like just kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Sandwich best lunch confirmed. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, w- I wanted to go something like I probably would get maybe not a sandwich. They have like wraps too, so I'd probably go something a little light. Uh, considering I they sell pizzas as well. What was that? Do they sell a bunch of pizzas as well? No. No. Okay. No, you might be thinking of Miguel's. Maybe. Yeah. Miguel's is up there, but not not where I'm going for my ideal food day. Uh, and then last, I'm gonna go to Han Oak in Portland, Oregon, uh, which is a Korean restaurant, uh, which is really delicious. Is that the one in downtown? No. Oh, that's uh, oh. that's ho- ho- uh, Hokey. Yeah. Yeah, it's so. uh, the same owners, but Han Oak is like cool. their main restaurant, um, and it's inside of the house where they live. Um, but it, it, oh my god! Yeah, Wait, that's pretty. I know cool. exactly. I just watched a cooking show or a food show that had that in- that had that. Yeah. It was like um it's it seems very famous, but it has a gorgeous uh setting. Mm-hmm. It's just like have you been there IRL? Yeah, I've been there probably like five times. We actually wow. went we went we visited before we moved here. Um and it's it's just great. The food's incredible, the service is so cool. And then we we went there recently for like a wine event thing, but it's crazy good. Did you like see their kids anytime you went? Oh, every time they're always just running around playing. It's so That's cute, so good. The atmosphere there is just I, lovely. It's so nice. I have never heard of the place you're talking about, and I'm very curious in it. In it now, it's probably like it's, cool. it's one of the most famous Portland restaurants. Like it's yeah, it's uh, very like well regarded or whatever. But yeah, I, I like. Is it on Division? Um. I don't think so. No, it's like okay. off of Sandy, maybe yeah, on the east side. It's by Provador. I don't know. I don't know that. Kind of near the zipper. Cool. Anyway, that's my ideal food day. Uh, yeah. And I, good question. I probably wouldn't eat anything else, but I would definitely drink some of your PBRs. Yeah, I'm not drinking all of them. Those are to share for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like yeah. don't want to be like drunk. I want to just like have them with meals. But I want to like, have a 30 rack, like, just in case, you know? Oh, actually, I did think of, uh, I want to go to the bar that we went to in New York. That was, like, that, <laughs> that Japanese bar inside of that's in the back of the sushi restaurant where they had no yeah. artificial lighting. So it just got it so just dark. The... But it was yeah. so cool. I love uh, that bar. Super cool. <laughs> that was vibes. That was the first bar I've ever been to in my entire life. Yeah, that was, like, so cool. Yeah. I have two more places to add to my perfect meal day. All right, all right. Thinking about them, I would want at some point to go to. There is an Ikazaya in Hillsboro. One of my I used to live like four blocks from it. It's one of my favorite places ever. Just super good sushi, sake. That's the one was there. It was like three or four years ago. Everything was pretty cheap. It might be expensive now because the world's expensive. Mm-hmm. But it was a super small place. So I just always like go sit up at the bar and just like drink a bottle of sake and eat some like little snack foods like fried chicken or sushi and just like enjoy a couple hours there and stumble home. So that would definitely be on my place. And also my favorite dessert place in and definitely in Portland, probably anywhere, is this weird haunted place kind of based off of like 1800s uh, Russian composure. It's called uh, Rimsky's. Oh yeah, Rimsky Corp something coffee house. Yeah. I do not understand that place. <laughs> I love that place. It's it's weird. It's open only at like late nights. The food is, the desserts are really good. That's, I've always enjoyed that place a lot. It's 
I, Good. I have to like, finish off there. I always think of you whenever I think of that place because I know you love that it so much. Makes me happy. And then I was going to ask, Michael, you mentioned great diner food. Mm-hmm. Have either of you been to the original Pancake House yet? Is it in Portland? It is in Portland. No. We should definitely take a vacation or a field trip to the original Pancake House. It is going to be some of the best like pancakes I've had. It's a little hard to get into, and it's cash only, but... All right. Make it happen. And it, it's I not IHOP. I, I'm not saying IHOP. I know they're very similar names. This is a real place called the Original Pancake House. Oh, yeah, House. the IHOP by the airport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've I, I used to say, every time anyone would talk about it, I always just say, oh, it's IHOP, and everyone gets mad at me in Portland, which is fair, because this is a significant upgrade than IHOP. But they have unlimited hot chocolate, and that is just... Oh, sick. that's you to a T. I mean, that's, like, marketed <laughs> <Yep>. towards you. <laughs> All right, well, I think that we've thoroughly covered our favorite food day, so let's move on to episode 40, I think. Yes. 40. Alex, this give is... it to us. This is episode 40, the Ruthless Fights, Schwartz's last match. A little ominous name. So, breakdown. Rain runs away. Um, oh, no. Never saw that coming. We also, nope. We also saw, find out that Wong is making the ultimate death match between Kyoji and Dolmon. Not Kyoji. Sorry. We don't know necessarily if it's Kyoji against Schwartz and Dolmon. It is going to be a time death match. It is surrounded in cages and spikes and electricity, and the whole stadium will blow up if they don't. If one of the people doesn't kill the other person, um, and not only does Rain run away, she runs straight into Schwartz's camp and joins him to become his support. We also find out that Schwartz is in fact Kyoji. <gasps> Kyoji! Didn't, didn't see that one happening. Um, and then we get to the big fight between Dolmon. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. I think it happens right before that fight is one of my favorite scenes. It's just Rain's creeping in the rain looking at Dolmon when he's uh, getting his suit fixed. Uh, it's Gundam fixed. And I just thought Rain sitting in a rain being sad made me very. I thought that was very funny to me. It's It's not that funny. But anyways, so they start fighting. Um, uh, Schwartz is just dominating Dolmon because he's just a better fighter. Mm-hmm. He tells Dolmon he can only win. Oh, the, then Dolmon's trying to use his burning finger, god finger of death. Um, and it doesn't work because they've been trying to... Um, since Rain quit... Neo Japan gave Dolmon a new support team and they were fucking with the Gundam. They, they broke some I shit. I felt sorry for her. The new support girl. Rain? Oh, this support girl, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Dolmon's just being kind of a dick. He's he, he's always a dick to begin with, but then he's also all, all upset because he lost Rain and he's taking his anger out on her. He's being incredibly short and rude to her and she's just trying to do her fucking best and like help him win. But anyways, Dolmon finally realizes after... Schwartz keeps telling him he can't do shit on his own and he needs and he's always been weak like the time he was. That makes Dolmon realize that Schwartz is probably Kyoji. Also makes him realize he needs rain. He can't do anything by himself. 
he needs his friends. And then Rain, I guess, realizes that Doman figured that out and tells him how to fix his Gundam so that way he can beat Schwartz. No way. She went back so, to him? No yeah. way. Yeah. No uh, way. I in my notes. That is the weakest love confession but I've Dolan seen in anime just in a like long time. Such a nice guy, you know. Like, yeah, so anyways, yeah, he pushes to the ground, but like, he's like, I just can't leave him. Like, he's so he, like, yeah, means well. Like, I think I can Rain change needs him. To do better. <laughs> I can fix him. I can fix him. <laughs> I, yeah, I can fix so, that. They <laughs> holes, epic holes reference. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dolman gets all his fighting back. He fights. But it's at the end of the time frame. Mm. There's three seconds left. The stadium explodes. We think that Dolman's dead. We think that Schwartz is dead. They're not dead. It's anime. We know they're not dead. So we see Schwartz. Uh, we see Schwartz on the ground, probably dying. Dolman's first reaction is, "Oh shit, that could be my brother." And he sees Rain, not any sort of dead at all. Just climbing on the platform. He leaves the person who's probably dead behind and go runs to her arms. They spend an inappropriate amount of time hugging when there's someone potentially dying mm-hmm. two feet from them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then episode ends with uh, Sh- Shorts being helicoptered away and Dolman telling Rain to figure out who the fuck that is. Can I interject real quick? Yeah. Yes. Of course. Okay. What was the reason that Domon was so mad at Rain? Can somebody um, refresh because, my memory? Because, uh, oh, it's she did. Allenby check... got kidnapped. Oh, yeah. so Allenby got kidnapped by some first aid people, right? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean,. The first aid people took her took her away, and Domon was mad and, that Alan B didn't hop on there and, with them. No, no, no. So, yeah, I mean, so, th- those first, those first aid people were pretty fucking sketchy. Like, okay, but in this episode, fucking Schwartz is laying on the ground. He thinks it's his brother, and yet, yeah. for the the same reason why he got so mad at Rain that he pushed her to the ground, that she didn't vet the medics. He just completely leaves Schwartz to the medics, the same fucking medics that took yeah. Alan See, B away, Michael, and he runs issue. to Rain. This motherfucker is so such a hypocrite. He's such a hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, the issue was that in the second scenario, he didn't have a reason to yell at Rain. Therefore, he's not mad. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Was that there wasn't a reason to yell at Rain? So yeah, Domon just kind of hates women, but. Uh, he's the protagonist, so we have also, to continue to cheer for him. I honestly didn't consider that, but you're fucking right. Literally, the day, the day or two before, one of his closest friends gets kidnapped by medics. Mm-hmm. And in this time, in a very similar situation, you know that the bad boss guy is fucking around and fucking shit up. He gets taken by medics, and it's not a question yeah. of is that okay? Should we like? He's not bothered also, at all to like do anything to try and help Schwartz. He's just like gonna go hug also, on Rain. His whole point was Rain with the doctor. She could have helped Alan. Rain's a fucking doctor. He should be mad at Rain for not helping Schwartz. Yeah. Like, either be mad consistently or don't be mad at all. Yeah. And ideally, 
don't be mad at all. That that is that is the ultimate goal. That's how it should have I been. I think he was mad about Allenby the same way like you get mad when you lose something and then you just blame whoever else is like in the vicinity. Yeah. It, like even though you're yeah. frustrated that you can't find it, you're like, you <laughs> must have fucking done something with it. It's your fault. Because there's no way I would lose something because I'm perfect. Yeah. No, That's he, literally he knows, exactly what happened. Also, Domo knows that it's kind of his fault mm-hmm. and he's blaming Grain. Which like it's both like, yes. In in essence, like the way those doctors, those nurses, first day people were acting, that was pretty fucking sketch. Mm-hmm. But also that was a lot of fucking that was a lot of fucking stress on Rain. Like she just thought Dolman had died and like Yeah. Like Also, why are they like, just was... now introducing some sort of hospital infrastructure into the <laughs> tournament? Like up until this point, people were just getting their shit rocked and like they were just kinda having to crawl back to their, their team to get patched up, but apparently not now. Nope, now they gotta get saddled with Medical bills. Thanks, America. Episode 41. What's this one called? Battle Royale begins. Devil Gundam revived. V-Bucks. Um, the Battle Royale is kicked off on Lantau Island, a.k.a. for Dansk, with Schwartz Bruder still in the hospital. What the heck? Meanwhile, Rain sneaks into the hospital... Disguised as a doctor, which she actually is, where she tries to see Schwartz. Right as she enters the room, her father walks in, having been asked by the Germans to investigate the fact that he appears to be a cyborg because his guts are wires. <laughs> um, back on the island, Domon sees Jester Gundam and Cobra Gundam brutally destroyed, and he investigates who the heck did this. Zeus Gundam comes roaring back, who Domon, who was the first Gundam that Domon defeated, having been infected with DG cells. <gasps> Domon ex- disposes of him with erupting Burning Finger, and Master Asia shows up, who introduces Mikolo Chariot, piloting the Heaven Sword Gundam. And then they introduce this whole concept that the Heaven Sword Gundam is one of the four evil kings, which now Domon apparently has to defeat. So we're kind of back to, they keep introducing just like sets, sets of um, Gundams that Domon needs to defeat. And he thought he was done, where like he was introduced the first set of the Shuffle Alliance. Okay, like that's fine. We're off to the, we're off to the Battle Royale now. There's a second set now. Of all of the people entered in the battle royale, but now there's he needs to defeat these kings, and he is now back to one of four of the kings, who is Mikolo, Mikolo Ultra. Um, but yeah, battle royale time, baby. Um, okay, uh, I actually I have I have a lot to say here. Um, um but I'll let you finish. I, I have one burning question, if that's okay. Yeah, play the drop. Play the drop. question okay real shit you are i because i i thought of this like when the original hunger games came out mm-hmm. but this uh puts a little bit of a wrench in it because you have a huge robot to take care of what is the play 
to last the longest in this battle royale okay mm. hunger games i would probably run away and try to hide and hope i don't starve to death right battle yeah. royale the japanese movie i probably do the same thing yeah. this one you don't really have that luxury because you have a giant robot that you need to pilot so I was thinking of maybe running away and then constructing a mound of rocks around me or something. <laughs> or I, was, I know in, all of hide in the water. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what's the play? How do you, is it just fighting? I I guess two, so. Two options. Either if you are the Russian Gundam, you use your super Gia. Oh yeah, you can make a thing, little rock house and you. And you make a mountain around you, a small mountain around you, and you hide. Mm -hmm. If you're any other Gundam, you dig a giant-ass hole, and you bury yourself, and you let it all ride over. I like how we all agree that the best Battle Royale strategy (laughs) is avoidance. (laughs) I am also fully assuming that Gundam do not have radar. I would be highly surprised if they have radar, and highly surprised if they don't have radar. They also Mm -hmm. have directional hearing, so you gotta be careful when you move, because somebody (laughs) could hear you. Yeah. Michael, uh, any any top level strats? I've played yeah. a fair bit of Warzone with you and I feel like we've kind of embraced the the avoidance strat a little bit. Yeah, I think that like this is my thing about battle royale strats. I think that avoidance is good, but you are going to you're more likely to survive if you play more confidently. Right, there comes a point in which you have to confront, and if you've been yeah. avoidant the whole time, you have nothing around you to help you confront. Yeah, also most battle royales uh, will reward you for confronting and killing other contestants by getting mm-hmm. better loot, like a gold gun, maybe like, like some cool like attachments for your gun. Yeah, like a like drops, a your, uh, drops one of your loadouts, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, so I think that you have to play like a mixed style aggro and just play it smart i think you, you keep your back to the edge of the circle so yeah you can't get uh double teamed from behind yeah yeah third partied yeah you don't get third partied so you just gotta you gotta play smart and patient is the main yeah, thing for sure it's all communication is key and yeah you have, oh uh, y'all you also have to say everything twice yeah yeah, yeah just yeah. to ensure that uh your teammate hears it if you're playing yeah. duos for example <laughs> all right michael what do you have to say about this gosh dang episode so everybody knows the concept of a battle royale is red hot in the culture right now. Since yeah. the introduction of the games PUBG and Fortnite, which both came out in 2017. And even the DayZ preceding that, like it's yeah. been around for a minute. Well, I think PUBG was a DayZ mod or something like that. Anyways, yeah, continue. I believe so. Well, and so basically uh, what I did is... For about an hour and a half, I searched the depths of the internet to try and find out where the term battle royale comes from and like okay. what what was the first in- instance of the term battle royale. It, like specifically to talk about a situation where it's last man standing. Yeah. Um and Don't tell me it's on this show. <laughs> well, basically <laughs> Every single thing that I could possibly find referenced the uh, the novel Japanese movie, the novel that the Japanese movie is based off of, Battle Royale. That came out in the year 1996, or it was written in 1996. It didn't come out until no, 1999. No, which means that this also written in Japan. This show came out in 1994. 
Which means that this deep. predates <laughs> the the actual movie, the manga, and the novel of Battle Royale. So I kept on looking and I tried to find anything, anything at all before <laughs> 1994 with the terms Battle Royale. Anything. I couldn't find shit. And then if you think about the fact that this takes place on an island where all the contestants are dropped in, it, this is like prototypical Battle what? Royale shit. So yeah. this is my timeline. This is the uh, Battle Royale timeline, which I've constructed uh, from uh, just research. Uh, so 1994, G Gundam, the first instance of Battle Royale. 1996, Battle Royale, the novel, written. 1999, Battle Royale manga and novel released. 2000, Battle Royale, the movie, comes out. Then, flash forward to 2008, when The Hunger Games came out. Uh, and then everybody that's cool and saw the Battle Royale movie was like, this is just a ripoff of Battle Royale. Hunger Games isn't even cool. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, basically, after the Hunger Games, I think mods to Minecraft kind of uh, spurred on the Battle Royale gaming movement. Uh, Minecraft then, Hunger Games. Yeah, which then gave uh, like the ability for things like PUBG, Fortnite, Apex Legends, and Warzone to thrive in the Battle Royale community. And now... In the year 2022, Halo is going to have Battle Royale. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what? Okay. So this is real talk. This sounds like the, this sounds like a video premise for Nick Robinson, where you discover the actual means of where Battle Royale comes from. It's all relating back to Japan, where this man loves to go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mean, I know. Like, I know he loves Japan. <laughs> I wonder no. if, like, the whole concept of a battle royale is something that comes from, like, Japanese folklore or something. Because it know. seems like that what is agreed to be the origin, or, like, origin of it. Or, I don't know, maybe it's just, like, the concept of wanting to be the last person. St- I don't know. That's very interesting, Michael. Thank you for constructing this timeline. Yeah, I don't know. I like, and I will say it's probably not the first instance of Battle Royale. But as far as I could find, after doing quite a bit of research of trying to, like, you know, kept on Googling and searching for Battle Royale, like, um, format, Battle Royale, like, conception, Battle Royale, like, you know, the concept of everything just pointed to Battle Royale, the novel as the first version of this. The guy who wrote the novel said that he thought of it because of a dream he had, which is classic make a So he, shit. he's claiming <laughs> that he invented Battle Royale from his own head. Yeah, he said his, okay. he woke up from a dream with the idea of, like, welcome to school, kids. Your assignment is to kill each other, which is a cool thing to say, but it yeah. sounds like bullshit to me. <laughs> oh, he, he's totally lying as not. About the term battle royale, <laughs> yeah, so, he just got it was done a fin- term often used in boxing and wrestling pre nineteen nineties. Referred to just a large amount of combatants fighting. No, but that's like different. That's like different matches. Like this is like it. Like twenty people start at once and like has to narrow it down to. I think one yes, person. the idea of his like type of battle royale of being like, mm-hmm. like. I'm fighting on one. I'm using it in terms of like a more like video game aspect. Probably comes from his use in the movie. 
But this Gundam came before that. Yeah, that's the point. This is this predates but, that. And this, this is, is it. like the but same the concept about of the it. This video is the games. prestige. <laughs> and that's the prestige, baby. <laughs> The term battle royale is a sports term that's been used for a lot longer. Outside of sports, it started being popularized in 1999 in the 21st century. That was after this. Huh? That's after this. Yes. This is 1994. Um, um, the second line in the Wikipedia article, outside of sports, the term battle royale is taking on a new meaning in the 21st century, redefined by Koshin. Yeah, Takami I'm not talking about film. the words battle royale. I'm talking about the concept. The concept of well, last man standing I, battle royale. Actually, the term battle goes all the way back to before <laughs> no, I think, Jesus. Have you, have you heard I of Sun Tzu? This, <laughs> I think that's what this article is saying, that like the term we're using a battle royale in this new sport outside of the idea of using it in terms of sports competitions came in 1999, which means that he probably took that idea from Gundam, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, confirmed. So confirmed. This, confirmed. This new idea yeah. of battle royale is a very strong possibility it came from Gundam, but the general idea of like a like a fight to the last man standing battle royale pre-exists this. Well, yeah, not a, in like just, not not in our common lexiculture. <laughs> it was called battle royale in the past, though, as well. Like no, people no, would say, no, having no, a battle no. royale. No, G Gundam invented battle royale. Confirmed in parenthetical. Anyway, that's all I have to say. We yeah. can move on. All right, last episode, baby. This is it. That's it. Um, That's it. This is episode 42. Wrote. Assault of the Four Evil Kings. Gundam's Heaven Sword. Okay, cool. We got a bunch of new terms within the last <laughs> seven episodes this. of the show. Mm-hmm. Neat. So let's break down what happens. And, 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 a, and a lot and not a lot of words at the same time. Devil Gundam is back, baby. Let's go. Um, let's go. Let's go. Well, all DG fans here, right? Love it. Um, like, give me those DG cells. We agree that yeah. it stands for dick growth cells, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, That's what I've been taking every day. Yeah. And speaking of G- DG cells, we learned that our homeboy Kyochi is an android. Kyochi! A full-on android, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Germans said that he was a human. They never once verified his face. Germans don't seem to be very good at, like, rules in this universe. Um, that's not fair. That's just off the of solely of um, not confirming his face ones, which is pretty strong, like, negligence that they hired an android to be a human in a robot fighting game. But Have you all seen Annihilation? Yeah. I have not. I love that movie. Remember when Oscar Isaac has all the worms in his stomach? Yeah. I don't like the where this story that, is going. It reminded me of this a little bit. I didn't bit. like looking at it at all, I'll tell you that. I didn't like seeing no. his... In his... Annihilation? Either. And like yeah, it was a horrifying scene in Annihilation. I don't yeah. like seeing his guts in this one either. Well, yeah. I mean, Oscar Isaac playing Kyochi, though, great casting, I have to say. Yeah, that, that is a no-brainer. Yeah, I mean, like, go ahead and just book that. Like, get him a contract, because it doesn't get any better than that. Have you all seen... I would say... Or go ahead, Alex. I would say, I feel like Dre Gundam has the best cast, but, like, modern actors. I could see that. I mean, we, I like, it is more adult, so it'd be easier to cast. So Simon, what were you going to say? Sorry for cutting you off. Oh, that's okay. I was just, I was wondering who would play Domon, because, like, just angry teenager. But then I remember... Agent, 
teenager who's a Japanese person, Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> All right, we've done it. Um. Anyways, so probably the biggest thing in this episode is we learned the history of the dark of the uh, Devil Gundam. Um. So we figure out everything went down. The real um, history. Person confirmed. The real history. First and foremost, uh, Yoji, not that bad of a guy. Mm-mm. Uh, Doctor Kashu, not that bad of a guy. Mrs. Kashu, not that bad of a woman. Uh, Doctor Mikamura, pretty awful dude. Now you might be asking who Doctor Mikamura was, because I was asking the same question. That's Rain's dad. <gasps> yeah. So there's some. There's some drama going on. Rain's dad and some other dude named uh, Ulama, who I'm not really sure who that's supposed to be. Did either of you know who the other person was? Is it the guy with the mask? Like that half metal yeah. mask? Is that him? Yes. I'm pretty, yes. Like, has he even talked about before? Is he just a new bad guy we have to worry about? Like He was just like a... He's a been spirit. around. Yeah. Okay. I, think, I honestly don't remember him at all. But yeah, him and... Mikamura, uh, Mikamura set up the Kashu family. Uh, they want to take the credit of the Dark Gundam from themselves. I was a little confused on this. Is it just because Mikamura is jealous of Kashu? I believe so. Okay. That's really fucking petty. Yeah. Anyways. And, and, not, and so, also not the greatest like motivation for a villain in a story. I'm also kind of confused how like... Yeah, so we get... He's telling the story. We get to see the flashback, and there's a bunch of military police surrounding uh, the Kashu family, the older Kashu family, and they just decide to uh, the Doctor Kashu tries to get his son Kyoji out of there, trying to get him safe. So he gets caught. They get caught, and they just shoot the wife. I didn't really explain why they shot her, but they shot her. And then they imprison Dr. Kiyoshi, uh, Dr. K- uh, Kashu, and then Kyoji steals the uh, Devil Gundam and heads to Earth. whole reason is they recognize how dangerous the Devil Gundam is, and they don't want the military to get a hold of it. Mm-hmm. So they're the good guys in this story. Um, so yeah, and then as we're discovering this, uh, Dr. Mikamura is trying to kill Kyoji because... They want no evidence left behind, no witnesses. But then Rain's also in the room, and she saves Kyoji. And her dad just kind of like drops the knife and just kind of like, okay, I guess this is all over. Mm-hmm. Also, he didn't really address it, but Rain's entire disguise was a hat. It was a whole. I'm not complaining uh, about Rain, Nurse Rain. Yeah, yeah. Actually, also, I think, oh, I, think Rain I, is... I think I have a tummy ache. I think I need to go to the hospital. I love Nurse Rain, <laughs> but that was not a fucking disguise. That was just a hat. Like she didn't hide her face at all. I mean, like doctors like look pretty normal. I guess she was also just hiding in the room the whole time, which was that, kind of funny. That is true. She was hiding in the room. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll give her that benefit of the doubt. If anyone had just like turned around at any point. They would literally, like, who, literally. Who are you? Although, Wait, <laughs> my daughter. You're what? what Although are you? I, I guess, I guess in his defense, if you're walking into a room and you see like one of your worst nemesis is mostly dead on the hospital bed, I probably wouldn't look to the corner and like even care if there's someone standing in that corner. 
Gotta check your corners. You haven't, you haven't played enough Warzone. You're right, I have not played enough Warzone. I would not think Ever since I played far. Warzone, I sweep every room I go into. <laughs> and I yell, clear! <laughs> it's clear, it's clear! Yeah, yeah move, definitely move, gonna move. put the Kashu family has moved up like four rungs on my level of coolness because fuck the government and anything that's anti-government I'm approving of. I think we're clearly trying to do the anti-government thing by keeping a giant death robot from their hands. Yeah, so. that's pretty much your van. Or your yeah, beep that got van. Yeah, that got taken from my house. I think I told you guys about that, right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> okay. So scary. Um, that was not a fun morning. But anyways, so... So while that's all going on, we're all history of the Dark Devil Gundam. Sorry, I keep calling it Dark Gundam because I'm watching the dubs. Um, we have Dolmon in a fight for his life against one of the four evil gods? Question mark. Um, yeah, I guess that exists. I mean, I kind of touched on that. But while things are looking pretty bad for Dolmon, two of the shuffle line shows up. We got our, our main kid, Saisachi, and our main dude, Argo. And they come up, and they just fuck Mikolo's life up. Yeah. They're taking control. But Mikolo is an evil god now with all these DG cells, and he's super powerful. So he decides a plan. They're going to get Dolmon to escape. He got to go fight the dark gun, uh, the double Gundam. And the rest of the, sh- the other two of the Shuffle Alliance, uh, Saisachi and Argo, are going to take on Mikolo. And in the ultimate defeat of Mikolo, they seem like they sacrificed themselves. Um, Dolmon comes out a big tunnel, big explosion. Um, the prayer beads break from one of Saisachi's attendants. That seems like a bad omen. So they might be dead, they might be alive. I we don't know. And then Rain decides to steal the Shining Gundam. No, the Rising Gundam, which is what's her father's pet project, which he want he wanted to make the best Gundam ever. Cause she needs to tell Dolmont about Kyoshi, and that's the end of the episode. Kinda got hyped oh. on that last scene, I'm not gonna lie. You know, this is this was like there's been a couple of times where like we've ended episode blocked and like episode before after be a really good cliffhanger this is a really good cliffhanger to end mm-hmm. yeah i agree like it's i mean it's anime i'm, not, I'm never gonna put it on a bet in gundam again but like saichi and Ago might be dead eh? uh can we get a quick power rankings of our uh shuffle alliance real quick uh george so yeah. far at the bottom yeah let, let's yeah. do it together we have to we have to agree on this so last yeah. place okay. is george we can Are all we agree going- on that First place, George. is Domon in the Shuffle Alliance? We No, it's Saitaichi. 100% Saitaichi is number one. Well, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Are we putting Domon in as a, a Shuffle He's part of the Shuffle? Yeah. He's okay. a part of the Shuffle okay, Alliance. Okay, Domon is so much more powerful than everybody else. He has no, no, to be no. number one. No, this isn't power. These, uh, I know I said power. power I, I know I said power rankings, but it's oh. like, j- just, the, just like just, how we're feeling yeah. about the best character. Sorry, that was okay, confusing. Yeah. Uh, so wait, so bottom is definitely George. Let's go, let's go yeah. bottom to top. Okay. Domon Bo- next. Domon next. No. Easy for me. Yeah. You don't agree? I was gonna put, I was gonna put Argo as next. No, Argo is so... Lo- you're gonna put one of the bears? Huh? I know, I know. Domon pushed Rain to the ground. <laughs> okay. 
if we're going like shuffle lines in terms of like overall rankings of them and power <laughs> characteristics, everything about them, I put Dolmon in the middle, solid third place. Well, we have to. His moves are pretty fucking cool. Well, so that that's that's why I put Argo below him. It, it's it's strictly based on the coolness factor of their two Gundams. Mm. Hmm. Too bad. I'm pretty sure that you're outvoted here. Simon, you agree? Yeah, I'm pretty fourth. sure Domon uh, shoved a, a, a woman in STEM to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't believe in STEM. Uh, all right. Argo all right. next. Argo Who else next. is in the Shuffle Alliance? Saisaishi? Chibity and Saisaishi. Oh, yeah. okay. They're going to be battling for the top place. Whew. I have to say, I think I for my number two is Chibity. Yes, I agree mm. with that. I confidently agree with that. Yeah, yeah. and then Saisaishi actually revealed like he has he's more of a interesting character because he actually has a goal now. Before he was kind of just dicking around. Now Chibity's the one that's kind of just dicking around, and he's funny. No, George is the one who's just kind of dicking around. George, George, George is like, like a phantom moving no, through life. George is like just a fucking rich kid that just yeah. like he can do whatever he the fuck he wants, but it doesn't matter because he lives in fucking like Versailles or whatever the fuck. Yeah. And like, yeah, he's nice and he's like fine. But yeah. at the end of the day, he he's just a rich kid, and he, he's, he's never had to really kid. go through. And he's boring. No, he's so he he's never he had a to fight a battle fund. in his life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's just one of those people that you know. You're just like, yeah, you have no stakes because you just you have so much to lean on. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right, I feel confident with that. I like that those rankings. Yeah. Yeah. I think we can generally agree. It's have we said Chibo D's nuts two. yet? We have not. Well, I, th- I thought we might have, but I think we, we might have. I, have not, we I have not heard yeah, that ha- joke before. If we haven't, then we probably should. What if you like kind of put the emphasis on it? It's like, why don't you chib on chib on these nuts? I actually, spoiler alert, he says that in the last episode. He says <laughs> chib on these nuts. It, yeah, and we he, talked about spoiler yeah, alert. He shoot. He grabs his dick and balls when he says that, <laughs> and then he uses one of his guns, an actual gun, and he shoots Domon in the face. <laughs> And Dude, then, I wish. Yeah, and then he runs off with rain, and that's how the, the, the show ends. Yeah, Doan dies from a bullet wound from ble- <laughs> bleeding out. He tries to punch through the bullet, and it kills it's him. Just like, like, he's like, no. It goes like straight not, through his hand. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> yeah. All uh, right. I'm, I'm ready to be done with this show, to be completely frank with you. So like you just want to get through these last seven, and you I mean we only got day? one more chunk, so like the yeah. the ends in sight, and like I'm glad, like I'm glad I can talk about it too because when I bring up I'm watching Gundam, a lot of people um know of this one. I've met yeah. one person that has known of G Gundam, uh, and that's the only one they've seen just because it's like pretty well known, I think, because mm-hmm. it was on Toonami, right? Yep. Yes. Um, so I- I'm like glad that I got it for the uh the culture. But I I think it's my favorite part of Gundam, as you've known, is like I, I like the locations and the different technologies, you know, mm. and this one has been lacking on both fronts. In my opinion, yeah. the locations are like a little postcardy, meaning that it's like, you know, we go to France and it's the Eiffel Tower. We go to, you know, the Guiana Highlands and you're on the same jungle the whole time. Right. It's yeah. like. Um, and the technology is just like so overpowered that it's like anything. Um, and that's a very critical review of it. But I mean, I've watched a lot of Gundam at this point in my life, and I, I feel comfortable with that review. Uh, but 
there's a lot I like about it, but I'll save that for the next episode if that's okay. Yeah, I think that's what we should do, but um, yeah, yeah, I'm feeling very similar. I'm excited. I'm like was really happy to see that we have one more episode of the season left. Um, so we just gotta get through these last seven and get the conclusion to the epic story of Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and then we get to move on to something else, which is sick. Yeah, I feel kind of same. This is a show that honestly should have been 24 episodes, one season, done. It's I'm engaged enough and it's enjoyable enough that I'm like I want to see the last seven episodes, mm-hmm. but I'm. The story is boring now. It's a, the story went on for too long. I think as yeah. an act of mental fortitude, it is impressive that we've watched all of these episodes. I think, like, detached <laughs> from any sort of anime or anything. Like, it's very this is impressive like that we... Just... This is definitely in my wheelhouse of, like, shitty anime that I would absolutely finish. Mm-hmm. I'm... It would probably take me a while to finish it because I just don't care enough to, like, watch I'm never episodes, watching this but... show again. Yeah, I will never watch this again either. Yeah, I, I never want to watch this again. I probably won't. I won't think about it again. But that's kind of what it lives at me. Like, if this was half as long, I would have thought the show was probably decent. Yeah. I'll make... Versus being mediocre this show of all the gundam to give it credit is very referenceable like if i ever mm-hmm. like hold up my finger like i know what i'm gonna say now you know yeah. like other show or other gundam i can't really reference it the same way except for like i feel well, like yeah, I ca- that's that's because like every other story is a massive political drama where this is like, yeah i can't like, be basically like, a shonen anime about like one yeah. guy's journey oh you still have my book why don't you just colony drop it off later? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, like th- this this show leads to like jokes and references that are easily doable. Yeah, everything else is a little too heavy. I like I like it. I like it for how dumb it is, and I like yeah. how non-impactful it is, and how it is truly just a <laughs> dumbass story. And I feel like it knows it's a dumbass story, whereas like. I mean, honestly, anytime I get like a little tired of watching it, I just, I just think about how we're not watching Victory Gundam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I guess it's Flanders kind is. Of an, we freed ourselves of that yeah. burden. And I'll definitely go into it a lot more in a, like overview. But this is a a show that I wouldn't. I'd recommend this. I people I'd recommend this to are people who like just want to put something on in the background. Yeah, like I had the most fun watching this show. When I was playing RuneScape at the same time. Can I can I make an observation? And you might be like, Simon, that's the dumbest shit you've ever said in your life. But this seems like... And I, I've, I've only done this one time. And I've deduced I couldn't pay attention. But this seems like quintessential stoner anime to me. Yes. Yes. 100% yes. Like, I, I like, tried to smoke marijuana while watching this. And I, I couldn't keep up. Because, like, my mind kept drifting to other things. And I wanted to actually, like, see what was happening. Mm-hmm. But when I imagine, like, a scene in a movie of a quote-unquote stoner in their room surrounded by pizza and underwear, like, this is on on the TV, right? Yeah. No, yeah. it's perfect. It's yeah. perfect because yeah. it doesn't mean anything. There's a lot of bright lights, like, and crazy punches and stuff. It's just fun. It's, it's just, just like, always talking at you, too. Yeah. So it's just and like, you, yeah. You truly can't miss anything because you know who the bad <laughs> yeah. guys are. Yeah, it's not like yeah, it's not like Gundam where you're like, somebody made a big switch in Allegiance and yeah. double-crossed somebody. Like, not, yeah. all that's so telegraphed and so obvious, so. Our biggest, like, double-cross so far is Rain going and fighting with Schwartz. Yeah, Scor- for half an episode. Yeah. <laughs> 
but two minutes of the actual yeah. runtime of the show. And then some, and, for some reason, she came back to Doma. I still don't understand why. Yeah. <laughs> Trauma bond. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's let's uh, call it. Let's call yeah, it. Yeah. I want to save some of this discussion for next episode because we're so close to the sweet end of the series, and then we get to move on. So it can be released. It can be released from its uh, from its clutches. So until thanks then, for listening. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week with uh, the last seven episodes. Oh, Bye. Oh, this is oh, Happy Pride. This isn't gonna come out during Pride, but Happy Pride. Yeah, it won't, unfortunately. But happy Pride. But happy Pride. See ya. The month you're in is now Pride Month 2. Rainbow Gundam. <laughs>